Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cap City Presents podcast. My name is Andy Remex Moreno, and I will be your host. Our show is dedicated to raising the voices of those that work in and around the music industry. I uh, hope you all are staying safe out there. Um, I would like to take this time to, to stress that um, the Pig Bar, O'Malley's, and La Boyer are all open for takeout. So if you want to support live music venues during this time but can't actually support the live music itself, this is a good way to do it. Uh, it's also delicious, so I recommend it highly because these are venues that are close to my heart. They've been with me since you know almost day one, and it would be a shame to see any any venue really close their doors because of this pandemic. Um, I'm stoked to have my guest on the show today. Uh, she's a super talented singer-songwriter based in Cali. She just came out with a new music video for her song, Take Me In, off of her album, Take Solace. Uh, I would like to welcome Mac onto the show. What's up, Mac? Hello, it is me. I am Mac. <laughs> How's it going? It's going well. Just, uh, just, just hanging out, just enjoying some tea, which is a strange move for me but i i felt already jittery and i i didn't want to freak out if i had a cup of coffee so i'm having some tea and it's going well gosh that's so opposite of me because i was like i'm stressed out why am i so stressed out i'm gonna pour another cup of coffee that's <laughs> <laughs> that might be it uh... my hands are shaking no um but um uh it's i'm, I'm glad that we finally got this uh interview squared away because uh you know it's it's a sunday where you and i both aren't glued to the tv watching a, a football game this is very true i i i remember getting you know going back and forth and and having it be on a sunday and i was like that's not gonna work and then i looked and i was like actually it is gonna work <laughs> <laughs> all right let's do it this is the perfect sunday for me and actually uh this episode is gonna drop the day after the super bowl do you have any predictions uh I mean, those two teams are, uh, yeah, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of either, but um, I I personally, at this point, for whatever reason, I just think it would be fun to see Brady just do it again. I'm sorry. I just, I just, he's just, he's just an old, beautiful, sexy man. And I just (laughs) kind of rooting for him. So. Well, I think this interview's over here. No, I'm kidding. No, I, I just can't. <laughs> I can't stand Brady. That's that's just me. Though. I know. I know. I just think he's so gorgeous. You know, it's kind of come down to for that sure. at this point for me. I'm not. I I've never been. You know, I I watch almost every game just because it's been something to do, and right. there's a sense of community behind it, and that's actually how I got into football because it's just like my really hilarious, like as a as a musician in 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 Los Angeles. Uh, not a lot of my friends are at least most of my circles are, are really into sports at all. Um, uh, the creative ones, I guess, but um, no, I, uh, um, <laughs> I guess I got into football because I was going through a really bad breakup and I found like a community there and I was just filling my time with anything you know, this is obviously a few years ago. So I was like going and playing pool every Tuesday and every Thursday. And I was getting kind of good at that and making all of these friends around the pool table and that community. And then, okay, on Mondays and, 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 and on Thursday nights, football and Sunday, I have football. And it was just like a funny thing that just stuck. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice so, ritual. It's a, it's a good yeah. escape. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. So, but I watch every team and then I just kind of decide, you know, who I want to see win. And then I'll like text some friends and 
throw a fiver and see what happens just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your favorite, your favorite team's the bears, right? So yeah, I, I guess um, how that happened was my, my mom's husband is a huge bears fan. And before I was really even into football, it was just always around like my childhood bedroom has turned into a, just a sports closet. There's <laughs> just so Sorry. much Bears stuff, uh, so much Blackhawk stuff. And he's just a huge Chicago guy. And I'm like, all right, I guess I'll start there. Right. It just kind of felt like the hand me down. My mom was super into the Bears and she's just so cute. And I love watching her get all riled up. So, um, and then from there, um, I've just decided to pick uh, my home team. So I'm, I, I've got my Rams and, um, they're they're close to my heart okay yep cool. <laughs> see i'm a seahawks fan so the rams and seahawks here you know this is this is going to be an interesting interview now <laughs> uh, well you know i it's, we're all we're all good sports we right just, exactly hug after the game everybody's just spanking each other on the ass it's a good time nothing like a friend like a little friendly competition here exactly <laughs> So uh, I want to start this interview off uh, like this. I want you to picture yourself one year ago today. It would have been February 2020. What was going on in your mind during that time? Oh, um, okay. I I believe uh, I had just like right before then I had uh, booked a tour and that was, you know, normally when, when you're an opening artist and, and you're still building and trying to get in front of people, you know, obviously you're always trying to get those opening spots because you just need to get in front of people. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got that tour uh, way far in advance, which is rare. Uh, normally it's like, all right, we got a month and let's get it, our shit together and, uh, you know, make it happen. But I had all of this time to prepare like months. It wasn't going to be until, um, uh, when was it going to be June? I'm like April, April, wait, May, May to June. <laughs> that was oh, going to okay. be having May, June-ish, uh, full like month and a half. So I, I had like, you know, four or five months to prepare. And I was like, kind of starting to get my wheels turning on that. And, decide who I wanted to take and, 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 and how I wanted the show to look, but not get too into it because I had so much time. And I don't know, there was kind of this funky feeling. I got to be honest, like it was too good to be true. Um, I kind of feel like that with everything anyway, it's just kind of like, you know, a big tour like that opening for a, a, a bigger artist who's going to have, you know, a lot of people for me to get in front of and for a length of time I hadn't been you know uh, on tour for that long before like actually in the van normally it'd be like back and forth whatever and so I don't know I just I did I had this weird feeling like obviously it was far enough out to just kind of feel detached from the concept Mm -hmm. but it where'd it go? You know, like right. <laughs> happened. So I don't know. Um, I guess that's where my head was at. I was just kind of floating around wondering how much I wanted to prepare by when, um, and then obviously put out my EP and kind of 
have uh, a plan behind that. You know, everything, everything in this industry seems like it would be such a good idea to plan every tiny detail and right so we're starting to realize that nothing's real and plans don't exist anymore so uh yeah plans fall through yeah no i uh trust me as a booking agent you know having to cancel over 50 shows it's it's heartbreaking it's it's rough it's sad it's every emotion in the book um where were you planning on touring um it was going to be just all over the u.s and canada um I think it was going to start in Chicago, kind of move down the middle states. And I, I hadn't been there. I think I was playing, I was playing Colorado and I was excited to kind of like, I don't know. I mean, that's not the middle, but you know, um, mm-hmm. playing new cities that I hadn't been uh, in before. I haven't seen their venues. Um, pretty much all my travel has been thanks to these small tours. And I've only been on two, Um over the last three years since I put out my first music and um, you know, I was, I was just really excited to get back out there, revisit some cities that I had started a small fan base in and reach some people that do know me via socials and do know my music. And we're excited to finally be able to see me in action. And so, yeah. Word. And um, so you came out with your album. Uh, well, it was your EP, uh, Take Solace, on on Friday the 13th, March. Um, <laughs> did you Were you able to actually get a uh, like an EP release party in? in time? Um, actually, no. My release party was going to be on Monday and I released it on Friday. Um, Friday the 13th is obviously a terrible day. <laughs> I am so mad at myself for not just... I, this is all my fault, you know, I, <laughs> of course. I this myself. Um, yeah, that was the day I remember putting it out and um, I was working. Actually, I was helping out at uh, my friend's restaurant. And I remember being on text with my band and my managers and being like, everything's closing. Like, we're going to close the doors here and sound, you know, and everybody's like, OK, let's not, you know, jump to the conclusion yet, yet. And uh, that it's going to be closed because certain bars were trying to hang on. Like, we're still here. Like, don't worry. And then by the time on, on Sunday, by Sunday, everything was just boom, 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 lights going off. And right. um, what, what really pushed it over the edge was the band that was going to open that night at my release party. Um, one of their members was feeling sick. And then it was just kind of like, oh, geez, this is real, isn't it? You know, because <laughs> right. we just... It, it just didn't feel real. It didn't, it, and it, it just, it is, it is very real. It's wear a mask. <laughs> now. Yeah. Now we know and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> I was one of those people who was like, why are these bands like freaking out? This isn't a big yeah. deal. It's a flu. And yeah, it's not, it, I swear it's not. not. <laughs> <laughs> we believe in science. All right. <laughs> uh, were there any places in particular you were stoked to, to perform um, on this tour? I, I, I didn't know pretty much all of these venues. Um, okay. So for me, it was the LA shows that I was really excited about. The Fox Theater in Pomona um, is just such a, I mean, it's just a magical place that I have memories in. And it was just going to, I just, oh, I knew it was going to be a party. And actually that reminds me, the last show was going to be, um, I want to say the Van Buren. Is that the one in Phoenix? 
I'm not familiar. I, I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm forgetting. I don't, don't quote me on that. I'm so bad with these details, but um, there's a, the venue that was in Phoenix um, was like, my, I have some friends that live in, in, uh, in Arizona and they all were like, Oh, this is going to be the show. And it was going to yeah. be my last show of tour. And I was going to have friends like, just jump in a van and come meet me and we're going to party in Phoenix and like, just go out with a big bang and hang out at my buddy's place. And, you know, it was just, it was like a dream. It was like an actual dream. I was a fantasy uh, planning situation. And then it turned out to actually be uh, like, poof, you know, it's, it, it's very strange. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's a bit twilight zone episode esque. To say the least. <laughs> yeah. Um, what can you tell the listeners about your, your album, uh, take solace? I personally have a soft spot for albums that came out between like February and April of like 2020, because like nobody saw any of this coming. Like, I feel like people who were still releasing albums in April were like, Oh, this will pass real soon. But, um, yeah. What can you tell the listeners about take solace? Well, so take solace is named after basically the songs being these like uh, i i tend to sing about some like sad dark stuff things that we don't have control over or uh heartbreak or whatever have you uh money <laughs> and um i was coming i've just like these are, this is an accumulation of of different points in my life i have songs years old i had songs that were you know brand new and I had been planning, I mean, technically the EP had been done for over a year, um, but it just never felt like I had a plan and I wanted to <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. because you, you want it to succeed and you want it to get in front of people. And um, I have an agent who, who got me that the tours that I had, I, I had um, and he's amazing. Um, but I'm still, I'm still a little fresh, freshy baby artist and I have a lot of numbers to prove myself in order to get the shows in order to you know get the playlists and all of these things um and it's it's so intimidating you know to 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 feel like you're trying to make moves based on these algorithms all of these numbers and and they it, it got really hard for me to pick a time to put it out I just felt really overwhelmed and I believe I actually had the tour booked when we actually set the date and we were like oh cool like we're going to be able to have this EP be kind of fresh and then we're going to be able to go out and show it to people um but that just kind of I mean it just kind of fell into place where I was like I can't wait anymore I need these songs to be out in the world so I can move on from them. Um, I had been, it did take me a while to follow up from what I did, but a big part of that is the fact that I work with so many different producers because I don't produce myself, um, mm -hmm. but I'm very hands-on in the process. So it takes a long time. Um, and Take Solace was just like, that's what it, that's what it, it, it was. It was a learning process for me, learning how to work with, different producers how to maintain control over my sound and then also learning that um you shouldn't think too hard about these releases you know like if i i don't i'm i have to constantly remind myself that i make art 
because I'm a storyteller, because I love uh, connecting with people and I should share it. I shouldn't hold on to it going, oh, this is it, this is it, because it's not up to me and it's not up to anyone. Uh, that's what we found out. So it was a very, very, very important learning process. Situa- I, I don't know, what is the word for that? A learning lesson. It's a lesson. The word yeah. is lesson. It was a lesson. <laughs> Take solace, personal lesson for me. Make art for yourself and put it out there. And if you get fans or get monetarily, you know, uh, you know, uh, what is the right word for it? Uh, if you're, <laughs> if you're paid for your work, then, you know, that's just a bonus, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I would love to be able to buy a house with my music one day. Um, right. That is definitely the dream and the goal. Um, but no matter what, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm working it out. You know, I'm just trying to have fun. I'm just trying to enjoy my life while I'm healthy and living. Oh yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so during this whole, this whole pandemic or quarantine or whatever the kids are calling it nowadays, um, how have you been keeping yourself busy during this time? Have you uh, taken up any new hobbies? Um, have you binge watched anything good? Uh, I mean, my binge watching <laughs> is not, I, I, I stopped after The Great was on Hulu, but I loved that show and I just am waiting for uh, The Great some more. Um, whenever not they familiar. Have- the great oh it's so good i'm not gonna okay. i i can't tell you it's just did you see um did you see the favorite i did not no okay uh this if you cut was it a couple years ago um just trust me it's hilarious okay and uh it's great um i don't really i'm not really a tv bingey gal um i mostly have been spending time uh, getting really good at making cocktails. Um, <laughs> I've noticed. Which I, <laughs> I know that you, you, I, I yeah, I, I know that you know that. Uh, I know that anybody would know that who follows me on Instagram and sees me. And like, it's so funny. Sometimes people message me and be like, how do you drink so much? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, um, first of all, practice. Second of all, it's not that I'm getting, you know, drunk i just want to have a nice beverage so i just make one every day um and i don't know i'm irish so uh it's in my blood right <laughs> but um yeah i've just been i have been i have been drinking um not to say that not not to not to enable the the the, the toxins but uh I, I i'm a pretty balanced person and i don't really see myself as somebody who is very I, um, what's the word? Addict. I'm not an addict. I. You're a connoisseur. I'm a. I'm. I'm absolutely a connoisseur of just a good time. Uh, I'm. I'm a balanced person. You know, I do a lot of healthy things, and I do. You know, I choose my not healthy things, and if my unhealthy thing is a way for me to be creative and uh passionate and put a smile on someone's face uh i'm gonna do that so that's what i've mostly been doing tight um (laughs) (laughs) uh what's your go-to drink what do you recommend um i mean it changes with the seasons honestly um i i have a little tiny tattoo on my elbow of a negroni right here (laughs) what is that uh, Negroni is a like 
classic cocktail. It is. Oh, okay. It's 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 a equal parts gin, sweet vermouth, and Campari. It's a very strong drink, and it is. Yeah, it's like a prohibition era kind of cocktail. Um, it's not for the weak. Okay. <laughs> I'll say it that way. Um, and I enjoy mine with mezcal instead of gin. And that's okay. even more uh, of a drink. And it's my nightcap. But I, I love mezcal. It's my, my spirit of choice most of the time. I discovered it um, probably when I was like 22 and um, I was like, what is this? Because, <laughs> oh my goodness, it's like a scotchy tequila. What? I mean, you know, smoky. <laughs> so good. So, and, yeah, so um, smoky. My drink of choice is mostly anything with, with mezcal in it. But Word. Negroni, my, my. Were you a bartender before, uh, like before the pandemic? No, okay. I have bartended and I was a server. I was working, I've always worked in, in um, service industry. I... Okay. Yeah, I, I would, I would want to get behind the bar, but you know, it's a very, especially in Los Angeles, it's just such a competition of what your resume is. And um, I was interested in working my way into that. But right at the time when I was getting kind of like, you know, comfortable in a certain restaurant that had a good bar that I was able to start getting behind the bar and being like, you know, let me get back here, coach, you know, and um, that's when I started getting some commercial work and I started not needing to work in the service industry as much. And so I took some time away from it to just, you know, collect my mailbox money from commercial stuff that I had done and just start putting all of my time and energy into playing guitar and writing and schmoozing because that's another thing that I consider part of my career uh, is just out there shaking hands hi how are you nice to meet you don't forget me and uh lots of things come from that so that is a yeah, huge they go- part that I I I didn't think about um as far as the pandemic goes like not being able to just go out and meet people Um, right. Yeah. Those things go hand in hand. It's very simple to just be like, Hey, you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, you know, PS follow me on Instagram or follow me on (laughs) Facebook or whatever. (laughs) It's, it's, it's slightly more organic than that, uh, for me, but, uh, it, it, it was just about shaking hands and remembering people because as you know, I'm, I'm, I bounce all around East side LA and I see that say, or I used to (laughs) see all the Mm -hmm. same faces everywhere. And, it's heartbreaking, but I, I would, I would like uh, to kind of go back to your original question. I would, I could see myself bartending. I know I have the personality for it. Part of the Mm. reason why I didn't pursue it also was I was afraid of the hours (laughs) because (laughs) I'm already um, a socialite. And as a musician, the idea of working somewhere where I would be getting off work at like three 30 in the morning, uh, that would be really bad for me. <laughs> I would I never it. get anything done, you know, <laughs> for sure. But I respect people that do and also get things done. And my hat is off to those because that is hard work. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Those long nights are not fun. I, as somebody who's been there, I, I would not recommend it for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they do it in like New York where you're actually working till like 6am. That's just, I think they, they, they said they passed that the bar was going to be able to close at, at four in Holy LA. Holy crap. I think, I think they actually 
passed a law and then it never I feel like everybody was like, we're not doing this, right, guys? And then we're like, yeah, no, we're not doing this, right? <laughs> yeah, no, thank God. Every, everyone just... would just hate their lives to have to work for two more hours serving that crowd. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> I don't even think I want to be around that crowd. I feel like two, like two o'clock is like good. That's like a good time to like say, hey, stop, or after party at my house or something. I have become such an old lady in the last... 12 months uh mm. i really don't think i'm gonna be out past midnight just ever <laughs> just put me to bed i'm i'll, I'll start early um, i'll be really fun a lot of energy and then gotta go get my beauty sleep it's very important to me indeed <laughs> i love sleep let me tell you that's another thing that i took up as a hobby sleeping in nice Ooh, yes <laughs> but i do not <laughs> You know, there's a lot of guilt attached to taking time to relax and just feel okay and whatever that means to you. I feel like especially in the first couple months of quarantine, it was all about, what are you going to do? Are you going to learn how to make bread? Are you going to do that thing that you put off? Are you going to write that book? Da, da, da. And it was like, no, you know what I'm going to do is I'm just going to meditate and I'm going to... I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest. Yeah. I'm going to, and, and it's been, it has not been easy because my brain is like trying to churn out so much, so much because it feels like I'm stuck in the mud, but we all feel like that. And, right. and this is like a collective <laughs> trauma, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, okay, I have to remind myself all the time that I am not bad. I am not lazy. I am mm. not, you know, not good enough uh and and we're gonna get through it <laughs> somehow i don't know i just keep telling myself that. right we'll we'll all get through this together we're all feeling the same emotions and i think we can all relate to the same problems that we're all having and yeah i always i always told myself that anxiety reminds me that i'm alive and that's why i was a booking agent because yeah it was the go. thrill it was the thrill of all right email 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 respond 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 <laughs> respect okay because wow i i i mean i guess same because i get as much as uh anybody who's seen me perform live the first thing they often say is wow you look so comfortable up there and i'm like i am just trying not to poop my pants but yeah. uh thank you for saying that i am such a nervous wreck before shows but um it does it makes me feel very very alive to just step onto that stage and I don't remember <laughs> the feel. Well, I do remember the feeling. It just feels just as unreal as, you know, it's, it, it, it's, I want to touch it. I want to feel it. I want to remember this is what I'm good at. This is something that allows me to be the kind of human I think I'm supposed to be in this life. Um, which I see myself as just like, a, I, I see myself as a healer and I see myself as a, a helper and that takes the blank like that's a blanket statement over being an artist and being a musician i i use being a musician to be a healer and to be a inspirer you know and the things that i feel more personally um connected to in my soul but um maybe you know and then i think i'm like maybe i could do this other ways and i'm sure i will um but that's one thing i've kind of thought during this time is you know, how else can I use my, my gifts? <laughs> if right. I can't be on a stage, maybe, I, I mean, I try to just 
I think I, I think I use Instagram in that way a little bit, you know, just it's a way for me to perform in a certain sense. Um, it's a way to keep yourself busy. It's kind of like why I did this because I, I can't book shows. So what can I do? I can have conversations with dope ass people like you. That's great. I love it. Thank you for calling me dope ass. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> Who's on your uh, quarantine or your, your quarantine team, if you, if you will. Uh, I just a handful of friends. Um, my boyfriend, uh, obviously, uh, and yeah, I'm it, my roommate. It, it, it it's tricky, you know. I I was at the top of quarantine. I was uh I was living in a different home with two individuals, and I realized that it just wasn't going to be a helpful place for me to be bunkered down for an unknown amount of time and so I just kind of I'm kind of one of those people where if if it's not working I want to just clear the whole board and start fresh and so yeah I was I I kind of had a a little bit of a breakthrough honestly because I realized that I was living there for the wrong reasons and I don't you know not that I need to go into that because it's a whole nother story but I just kind of let go of the pride that I had um, where I was so attached to this particular apartment, even though it wasn't really a healthy place for me to be. And when I let go of that and I just trusted the fact that I was going to find something better, I did. And, And then the roommate situation is just so good. And now it's this like really safe, creative place for me, which um, I don't think I've really ever had in a home, um, even in LA, you know, this is just, this is really good. You know, I, I, I was like, okay, what's yeah. not working? What do we have control over? Great. Scratch it. Boom. Uh, start over. And now I have this safe little place. Um, <laughs> you're talking about people that are in my bubble and I just went off, but yeah, I, I got a small group of friends, my roommate, who's lovely, who's also my creative collaborator and my boyfriend pretty small I'm losing it but i love them they're okay. all very lovely people and we're all we're all playing therapists for each other that's good yeah it's good to talk about it <laughs> um so i discovered your music because uh, i i was going through instagram as i normally do um and i i happened to just like I have a habit of just being like, oh, musician follow. Like I, I specifically go for the West Coast because, you know, I want to know who who's hot, who's not, you know, up and down the yeah. coast. And uh, the first post I remember seeing of you was you were popping champagne the day that Joe Biden <laughs> became our president. And I was yeah. just like, this seems fun. She seems fun. Let's uh, let's give her a listen here. And I was like, oh, I like this. Uh, what was going on in your mind on that day when you made that post? I was... So thrilled um, just because, you know, the days leading up were just, I was so anxious. Everyone was just so anxious because I was like, right. there's no way that this evil orange clown can, like, how do people believe in that that is even an okay, it's just why it's so wild to me. <laughs> and it was just a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders. And I was out at my mom's house out in um, the desert where I'm from Coachella Valley. And that's kind of Trump town um, in a lot of ways. There's a lot of like older folks that just <laughs> real stubborn, really, or I don't know what they're up to, but it's just, yeah, not just good. set in their ways. They're just set in their ways. I don't know. What to tell you. But 
I was out there and I was seeing my neighborhood right in a, in, in Echo Park go off. There was a parade. There were people were popping champagne in the streets, just dancing, like wearing their masks, but hugging and loving. And it was just so beautiful. And I felt so detached because I was like, that's where, I, that's where I'm supposed to be right now. I'm supposed to be celebrating this moment. And I felt like I couldn't because I was not, you know, nobody, it was quiet and there was no one around and my brother was home and I was like, I gotta, I have to show the world that I am, that I'm with them and I want to be a part of this love energy. And uh, so, yeah, I just grabbed, that's, that's part of my, you know, that's a stage for me. Right. So I was like, Cody, put right. the, that's my brother. I'm like, put the, put the camera in slow-mo. I need you to just uh, capture this for me real quick. And he's like, whatever, Mac. And <laughs> comes outside and I'm just spinning around with my bottle and uh, it looked great in slow-mo and that's all. I just wanted to be mm -hmm. connected to that energy on, and, and obviously it worked because uh, it brought you to me. So we're on to something. Exactly. And I, I, I forget how powerful making little things like that can be and, and not only in letting people know I exist and getting out there, but also uh, just that like that high frequency uh it's a magnet it's really good energy i want to put it out there more and that's the way i can do it so i need to i'm, I'm just i'm just note to selfing right now you're right i'm gonna make more slow more of it <laughs> slow-mo vids yep that's it that's exactly what hooked me in so uh, I want to talk about your latest music video that you put out. It's for uh, your song, Take Me In. Um, you recorded that with a VHS camera, it's v right? Yes, it's VHS and then some Super 8 as well. I had Super 8 footage um, from pre-pandemic. And um, it was just so awesome. And I knew I wanted to do something with it because it was just so fun. But it was just me, 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 me. And it just, it was like, all right, like... <laughs> what's the mood board here? And, you know, the song is obviously uh, dedicated to my father. Um, and I wrote the song uh, in with, with the only idea in mind is um, the moments in life that are just absolutely effortlessly beautiful and just memory, you know, like the good memories and that's all life is. And so I was like, okay, call my 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 little bubble of my besties and cocktail for them and capture the vibe because that's what hanging out together is always like uh it's just it was just so easy to just have another of our friends with a vhs and we went with vhs obviously i just wanted to keep that kind of film and like the the home home video vibe rolling for sure and it just it's just so easy and that's the kind of stuff i have a budget for right now at this stage so why not make something that's just absolutely effortless and that i get to look back on as a memory and like what a wonderful joy to celebrate my friends and to dedicate uh loving life to my dad for sure. And uh, speaking on that, uh, your dad's voicemail is uh, the opening of not only your EP, but the uh, song itself. Uh, what did it mean to have your, your dad's voice on that song? Just, just everything, just, you know, keeping him 
keeping him alive forever in, in, in his own way and having, having him check in on me every time I perform it or every time, anytime I listen to it is incredible. And I haven't even, you know, I, I only got to play that song once on a, on a stage. And it was when I was on tour um, in 2018, opening up for Washed Out. And I was so emotional, you know, it was, it was a year after my dad had passed away and I just sobbed. I just like, I just got on stage and I was like, sorry, everybody. And there's like, you know, 1500 people in front of me. And I was like, I just want to share this with you guys and see how it goes. It was the last show of that tour. And I finished with that song and I could barely get through it, you know? It was just so, it was just so awesome. And I remember people coming up to me after crying and people giving me a, like one guy came up to me and he said, I'm a leukemia survivor and I can't tell you how important that song was. And people were just in tears with me and it was just like, this is actually magic, you know? It was yeah. just incredible. So, you know, I, I chose that, that voicemail, um, specifically because it was so simple and all of his voicemails were pretty much like that you know he wasn't we we weren't as close as we would have been if we got more time that's for sure um yeah. but i loved i loved how relatable it is everybody has that message from somebody yep. just being like hey love you uh talk to me <laughs> you're you're my crazy kid you live in la what's going on and um I just, I love the simplicity and I love hearing his voice because he couldn't really speak for the last like eight months of his life because um, he had coughed so much that his vocal cords had gone out. And oh, wow. so he was, yeah. So he had a whisper for basically the last, like all my, all my memories of, of him um, while he was, you know, unfortunately getting sicker and sicker. And so I went back in an old phone. I, I, I'm probably, this is probably bad for, you know, recycling purposes and all, but I do this thing where I keep all my iPhones when I get a new one. I never trade them in. They're also usually cracked and, you know, look terrible anyway. I don't know who would buy that, but <laughs> I keep them and they're like my weird little memory pockets. So I've got them in a safe place and uh, I charge them up and I open them and I see photos and I see messages and I see voicemails and so that was the, literally the first one that I played I just found a voicemail from my dad on an old phone where I could actually hear his voice and yeah my my engineer because I just had the idea I don't even remember it it felt like it was always there like I didn't know I was gonna put it in the song but when I was in sitting with the mix engineer when we were finishing it I played it and we both looked at each other and we both just like burst into tears and he was like we're doing this. And I was like, yep. And then history. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's so heartwarming. That's just awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I feel that way. <laughs> um, are you working on any uh, uh, new projects that are, that are coming out maybe yeah, this year I mean, or the, in the next year? Absolutely. Um, though I said, I don't want to plan things anymore. Um, <laughs> there is still, <laughs> a bit of a plan always. Um, I'm not going to be as, you know, I, I, it, it's more of like, a, it, it's an idea to put out something in a certain time. 
obviously want to keep, you know, I don't have anything finished and ready to go. Um, I have things that I am progressing on and demos and um, written songs that I haven't even attempted to produce yet and all of that. And, you know, I think I'm just going to probably roll them out. I imagine one at a time. Um, right now I'm actually, because I didn't get to, you know, give take solace the life that I thought I was going to by touring and, you know, by right. being me. Um, I decided that I just want to keep rolling out these videos because it's a way to be creative. It's a way to give these songs the life that I think that they deserve that they haven't been given yet the opportunity and I've been getting a lot of love on, on take solace. And I feel like, um, or, or take me in um, specifically. And so I've got another one coming out for my song, the middle, and I'm working on uh, a concept for crash and just really simple, you know, mood boards for the songs that give it a visual and give people an opportunity to find me. So one thing at a time, but I'm definitely working on new music and I'm super excited about it. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it as well. Um, how would you describe your own sound? I know I can say like you're a really talented singer songwriter, but how do you personally define yourself or describe your, your own music? Uh, I, it's a, it's, it's a joke to me because I just say funky, fun, dance, groovy, but like, I mean, I, I like soulful. I, I, I want to lean into, you know, the, the, the girth of it. You know, I think there's, there's a, there's a lot of texture in my voice and, and I think a little bit more power than I look like I have. Um, and it's just so fun to, to, to put that power into a song in production of a song. So I'm really drawn to things that make you move. Um, and I'm playing with that still, you know, it, it's, it's interesting when you're working with different producers all the time, they all have their own flair. Um, and I just want to keep it consistent. And if I like it, then great. But I also don't want to box myself into anything. So that's why on uh, Take Solace, I decided to do some a little bit more down tempo stuff. You know, Crash is really punchy and 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 kind of sexy and, and dark. And then uh, But You Bought It is like this kind of more R&B uh, leaning beat. And, you know, I, I just wanted to play in that world to, to show that I have that I have those <laughs> sounds mm -hmm. as well in me and they're likely to come out um, right now I'm kind of doing a little bit of a back and forth because the music that I'm writing and producing right now is kind of you know disco-ish it's a little it's a little bit we're we're bouncing back into the four on the floor because I just love it you know I'm I'm such a like LCD sound system fan and, 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 sure. and, you know, just, but, you know, and then they have songs like New York, I love you. And it's just like, that's, that's the kind of artist I want to be. That's a little bit of everything. It's whatever I want to be. It's real storytelling. And so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Did I answer your question? Maybe. <laughs> I think, I think you answered multiple questions inside of that question. Okay. So I appreciate <laughs> and, that. And I always do. I've never had a short answer for that. And I've always, it's a question that I've got my entire, you know, since I was 19, when I was just 
playing, you know, acoustic guitar. I still never, I never just said, you know, acoustic, you know, I was just like, ah, there's, it's bigger. It's bigger in my brain. I got to get right. it out. I don't know how it's everything I want it to be. I have a very eclectic music taste and I want to use whatever the song needs. And I think that genres are just bleeding and melting and disappearing in a way. In it's a way. Yeah. Like, it's more of like, um, what kind of style shoes do you like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, like it's. Uh... Music is music at the end of the day. Uh, one of my favorite, like, uh, you know, I heard a stranger outside on the street say, you know, something like it's all rock and roll, man. And I was like, amen, brother. You know, Yay. when I heard that, it was like, yeah, it all makes sense. Like, uh, you know, like I've been to mixed bill shows where, you know, like, I, you know, there's a hip hop artist with a punk band with a jazz band, you know, and it's if it's good music, it'll draw people in. It doesn't exactly. it doesn't matter the genre. I'm I'm with it. It just do the do the lyrics mean anything? If not, are they leaning into that? You know, like mm -hmm. you, you, you can you can say nothing and and have a really good song and you can have a really good song and then. You know, it's just, it's, it's what it's, there's something to it and it's not exactly um, a math equation. And even though it kind of feels like it is becoming one, you know, when you just look at music that is popular and is trending, um, that drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. I, I get so angry at the thought of like needing to, do a trendy thing to have something be able to, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to try to make music because the algorithm says this is going to work. Or so, because, a, or because a record label says, Oh, this is the hot new sound. You need to do this now, or you need no, to work with this. If producer. I was going to do that, I would have done that from the get go. And maybe I would have seen more success earlier on, but it wouldn't have meant anything. Right. And I'm just I, I always decided if I was going to be a successful musician, I was going to do it really organically. And that means the long road. And that means having patience and discovering myself along the way. And, you know, it's been even slower as somebody who doesn't produce themselves because I do. I'm really, really, really lucky because people do want to work with me just to work with me. But there's a lot of experimenting going on. And so if people don't want to work a lot because we got to play and if we're not having fun, then why are we playing? You know, yeah, then what's the, the point? Then the that just makes, of... yeah, that makes it a job. And who, who wants that? <laughs> well, a lot of people turns out, you know, there's a lot right. of people that are like, I want money for my time and I respect those people, but they're not my people. Mm -hmm. My people are there because they're having fun genuinely and they're connecting in a creative way. And that's the same way I'm going about a lot of things that I'm making. Um, not just the music, but like the videos that I'm going to be putting out They're They're coming through not only because right now I do have the advantage of the fact that people are slower as far as work goes. And, you know, we, we have a lot of free time for the most part. So I'm just trying to utilize all my resources and um, make, 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 and also feel good. Um, if I don't feel good, I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to sleep and I'm going to chill. And then when I feel good, I'll make, make, make. I kind of go into hibernation during the holidays and um, I just kind of, I mean, 
I'm just going to quote myself and I, I take me in, you know, I, yeah. I, every year from my birthdays in late November, uh, shout out Sagittarius, Sagittarius, Sagittarius. <laughs> um, sorry. I have to, I have to say that again because that's ridiculous. I, I can't go on record not remembering how to pronounce Sagittarius. Do you want me to edit that out? How do you say Sagittarius plural? Sagittarius is. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Um, I... Anyway, never <laughs> mind. Keep it. I don't care. Uh, okay. That's just the Sagittarius in me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, I get really quiet and really depressed um, from late November to end of January. And I've kind of given myself that pocket of time, not only to, you know, just soak up the holidays, eat good food and rest, but also because end of January was when my dad passed away and I kind of just, I celebrate him. I have like a holiday for him that just passed. That was wonderful. And we ate bangers and mash because that's what he loved and just have tell stories about him and um, keep him alive. And it's just now that my little hibernation, you know, pocket is done, I'm feeling really energized and I'm feeling really ready to make which is great. Awesome. <laughs> really, I was really nervous that for a second in, in November, I was like, oh no, am I just done? Am I done? Am, is this over for me? And I was like, oh, nope, nope. I was just sad. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think, I think I can relate to that only because I'm, I'm born and raised in Washington. So like I was actually oh, watching sure. your live, I was actually watching your live video the other day and you were talking about the rain outside and you're like, you, yeah. we don't get it very often. And I'm like, oh my God, I get it nine months out of the year. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm from Palm Springs. So, you know, it rains like three days out of the year out there. So I love the rain and it is just so, it like, it's such a beautiful Chet Baker song to me. It's yeah. just jazz and I just get so into it and I'll just, oof, I just get super romantic when it rains and um, yep, it's, I don't know. I could live, I could, I could see myself moving to Seattle, but the second, the second rain doesn't mean that to me. I got to go because it's too important. I <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I mean, if you like it nine months out of the year, then by all means. It's, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. It's here. I might. It's here. We're ready maybe, for you. Maybe just for like one year. <laughs> I mean, it's cool. Other than that, like other than that. Yeah. I love Seattle. I love Tacoma, Olympia, you know, all up and down the I five. It's, it's beautiful up here. Um, have you ever played Olympia? No. Okay. All right. I know I've seen like your tour posters and you played, uh, Seattle yeah, before. I was going to play in Portland. Okay. Um, I think in Seattle as well. Oh, I did play Portland and Seattle on my first tour, but the one that I, that got canceled, um, that one was definitely going to go through Portland and Seattle. Mm. Bigger Holy venues. Oh, my heart's yeah. broken. Don't remind it. me. Why are we talking about this? This is so sad. <laughs> That's what the podcast is about, though. Oh, uh, right, 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 right. Right. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for tuning in to the Cap City Presents podcast. I've been your host, uh, Andy Remax Moreno, and we've been interviewing uh, Mac and Gold on the show here. Uh, we're getting near the end of the interview here, but I, I sort of want to end off with uh, a few more questions. Uh, is there anybody you want to shout out? Mom, what's up, mom? <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> mom. A fan. <laughs> She'll Sweet. be listening all the way to the end. Not, <laughs> not, not that anyone else wouldn't, but you know, hi, mom. 
That's all. I don't know. <laughs> Word. Uh, any last words for anybody listening out there? Any uh, wise words for Mac and Gold? Uh, the wisest words I ever say are, um, don't forget, we're just emotional ants floating on a space rock. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, is that too dark? Okay, we'll go with um, do whatever you want. Don't hurt anybody. Love yourself. I don't know. Drink water. Wear a mask. Amen. <laughs> Where can uh, people follow you on on the social medias? I am I am all across the board. Mac and Gold, like everywhere. Macandgold.com. M-A-C-K-A-N-D-G-O-L-D. And um, yeah on youtube on instagram that's where i that's where i actually live i don't really do the twitter it's just there's just too many things you know i i i i I, i'm on the gram come find me on the gram okay and i'll uh post links to uh the uh, new music video from mac and gold and to their instagram and their facebook in the uh, description on spotify and on anchor.fm thank you all for tuning in to the cap city presents podcast uh be sure to follow me on cap city presents on facebook twitter and instagram that's at cap city presents and i will see you all next week have a good day y'all bye